so glad you could join us. Here we like to highlight the best of humanity and provide a bit of positivity during these uncertain times. But more importantly, we want you to know that you're not alone in how you feel and chances are we probably feel the same way you do. I'm Chuck Rendon. And I'm Amy Nowalai. And this is A World of Hopes. Well, I, I think it's pretty safe to say that since the last time that we talked, uh, a lot has happened in our world. And um, how are you feeling? Yeah, well, I, I would definitely would say emotionally drained would be a good descriptor. Uh, there, there's a lot that I've been taking in. I, I've been taking the time to listen. Uh, but yeah, as you mentioned, there, there's just a lot that's happened. It just seems at times to be mentally overwhelming. But at the same time, I'm encouraged to see that at least some of these issues are coming to light because they're things that we need to deal with that, frankly, you know, we've just swept under the rug for so long. And, and, you know, hopefully now's the time when we can actually enact real change. And so, th so that is something that I am looking forward to seeing. I think just generally speaking that, that um, there's definitely a greater awareness of racial brokenness in, in our alleged United States <laughs> of America. Right. And that there is not liberty and justice for all as as life is being lived out right now. Yeah, I, I feel like that awareness is the first step towards the, the changes that need to happen because there are so many injustices in our world that hurt. And so I think <laughs> we were just, the curtain was pulled back and we're dealing with all of this hurt right now. It's been a little season of sitting in observation for me and and listening, trying to learn new things, uh, new perspectives um, that maybe I had just become apathetic to. It's a lot to take in. Yeah, ex exhausted. <laughs> it's kind of the result of, I just feel like because, we, you know, COVID-19, we've been stuck in our homes. We've kind of been in this place where social media has become so much of our daily lives. I turned on the, you know, the time notifications on my cell phone usage. And I, I just realized how much of my day ends up getting spent scrolling <laughs> through social media. And I think after a while, it just gets really loud and distracting. So I've been trying to just narrow down <laughs> narrow down my scope a little bit because otherwise I don't know I just get overwhelmed by it all yeah I feel like this has been a, a really great time for self-reflection um, been reading trying to find things that allow me to support my brothers and sisters of color in a way that's not sitting on social media in a way that I can still keep my family safe because COVID-19 hasn't disappeared. <laughs> and in a way that kind of, I feel like the first step in all of this is for each of us to do whatever self-examination 
needs to take place in us first, you know, before we can truly be advocates for the change that needs to happen. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. Uh, you mentioned about uh, trying to take in new perspectives. And I think for me, that's been the most important aspect to all of this and realizing that, you know, as much as I abhor racism, I feel like I could do a much better job of being anti-racist, uh, you know, and calling out this stuff when I see it. And I realized for me, and, and this is the difficult part, especially me being a white person, is understanding that, you know, my my privilege here, I, I can retreat from this when it gets too exhausting for me. Black people cannot. And that's something that's really struck a chord with me, you know, and, and as much as it's uncomfortable for me to watch some of this stuff and it makes me angry and sad, I understand that this is stuff that black people unfortunately deal with on a daily basis in some cases. And, you know, the least I could do, I should feel uncomfortable. I should feel sad and angry. And, you know, and I want to take all of this in because it's on me to feel this as well, you know, and to truly understand it. And, and I think from there, you know, the change begins within me and certainly, you know, going forward, like, yeah, this won't stand in my presence. Like, I, I don't care who you are. I won't tolerate your racism or putting someone down because of the color of their skin because it's just it's heartbreaking and it's it's a feeling that none of us should have to feel ever i think for me like that that's been the most important part is the uncomfortable conversations with you know the people around me uh and, and just with myself frankly mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and really yeah. come to terms with things uh because yeah it's it's very easy to to live in that privilege and just not even realize it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Ha having those hard conversations is definitely such an important step in all of this. There's an artist on Instagram and she's super talented woman happens to be a woman of color. And um, her, her Instagram is uh, Oh happy Danny. Ah, yes. I've uh, probably seen a couple of her things. I, I just love, you know, because I've gotten into the whole world of digital art. I love the graphics that she creates. And she posted a graphic that I reposted in my story today that um, I just thought kind of simplified things in a really clear way of, you know, how to use your sphere of influence and all of that and just really broke it down in super clear action steps to help achieve the different goals that that um, will truly lead to making a difference in the long run, which is, you know, that's huge in all this, is the, that we've got to have longevity in order to truly make the change that needs to happen. <laughs> because obviously, this is not the first time that we've had <laughs> to deal with this. And, right. you know, there's still been years and years and years of injustice and oppression that now has, you know, boiled over. And so, you know, it's going to take longevity to, to truly be able to hang in there and make the change happen that needs to happen. Well, the longevity is the key. Yeah. It's, it's very easy to get mentally fatigued and it's just, or, you know, when it cycles out of the news, just like we're experiencing right now with coronavirus, you know, when, when the news stops talking about it, you know, some people just feel, oh, it's gone. Yeah. It no, disappeared. No, no it, it's still a reality. It's, it's still, still a reality. reality. 
Exactly. So uh, yeah, longevity is the key and hopefully we can keep this positive momentum going. And, you know, and I do say positive and I know that can be kind of an oxymoron, but I think ultimately what's happening right now is, is a good thing. I, I think it will leave us in a better place. You know, like we both shared, it's opening the door to having inconvenient and uncomfortable conversations that just frankly are long overdue. And genuine conversation. And and for those of us that have privilege, it's truly learning to listen. Yes. And to not be quick to come back with, you know, a defense, but to just accept, listen and accept someone else's reality and just sit in that. And it's messy and it's hard, but it's necessary and it's important. When Black people tell their stories and their experiences to you, it's not a time to get defensive because that that is their experience, you know, and we can't possibly understand that. So they're telling us and it's our job to listen and to take it in and to become an ally. And and that's exactly, you know, we need to walk hand in hand in this. And, you know, I'm seeing some of that and I I feel like we're on the right track. So like I said, what's happening is, is a great thing. And like you alluded to earlier, we will actually become the United States of America and everybody, you know, will have the same freedom, justice and equality. Because honestly, this is 2020. It's ridiculous that it doesn't exist. I know, I know. Well, we've had several weeks of not just protests here, but global protests against injustice. And Which, by the way, is amazing. I, I love that this just isn't a United States thing, that this is a global thing and that we're all coming together with that. Exactly. It's just a, a testament to see the diversity of people that are um, stepping up to protest against injustice. And I think the biggest focus on injustice since the 60s and to have as diverse of involvement is huge. You know, people all over the world. And it's been a couple weeks now and they're still coming, you know. And the mainstream media may not be covering all of these different protests and gatherings. But uh, I guess that's the perk and the plus side of social media is that, you know, I'm seeing friends in different communities all over the world who are uh, sharing footage that they're taking at events that they're going to. And it's it's just, it's so powerful to see. I um, have been staying home because of COVID-19, trying to keep my parents um, who are in the at-risk category, trying to keep them safe and healthy. But I was pretty proud of my <laughs> rinky-dinky little hometown. They had a pretty decent uh, event that drew more people than was expected. And, you know, I could see and hear them because it was only <laughs> like a block away. And it was just really cool to see people come together in that way, you know. I, it just it gives me hope to see so many people stepping up and figuring out how they want to get involved. And um, I don't know, like I always feel like, oh, it's just me. What, what, what difference can I make? But, um, you know, it's that, that wave, that momentum of all of us coming together and 
continuing to cry out against injustice and it's making the wave get bigger. Yeah, very true. And, you know, for me, the the thing I've loved to see the most is just the solidarity. You know, you've kind of alluded to that, but black, white, everybody's just walking hand in hand. And not only that, but every state, all 50 states in the United States are either currently or have had or have had a protest for Black Lives Matter. And, you know, honestly, like red state, blue state, it, it just doesn't matter. Like we're coming together and we understand that, you know, this isn't a political thing. This isn't an ideological thing. This is a basic human right. Not everyone is being treated fairly and it's just not right. And it's just something I love to see that everyone, everyone is coming together. And it shows that most people are inherently good and they want everyone to be happy and and they want justice and equality and that that's that touches my heart you know that the the fact that so often you know the the media and politics you know shows that we're divided but you know when it comes to the important stuff we we stand up together and that that's a great thing to see yeah i I loved what you said there about it. You know, it's, it's a hum it's a humanity thing. And, and, and as humans, uh, it is not okay to live in a world with injustice or racism. It, it's not acceptable. It's not okay. I have that little bit of hope that I need to see that if we keep, keep on keeping on and not give up this fight that we can get closer to where we need to be and make progress in this. And like all large tasks, it seems daunting. <laughs> um, but, you know, it, this is not something that obviously it's not a, a problem that was created overnight. This has been hundreds and hundreds of years of, of, of crap that we've been piling up higher and higher. And so um, it's going to take some time to dig out, but we can do it together. And, um, yeah, keep fighting that fight because living in a world with injustice or racism, not okay. Absolutely. You know, and we, we keep hearing, you know, people rebut Black Lives Matter with All Lives Matter. But the truth is, is all lives can't matter until Black Lives Matter. And that's something that we all have to fight for because, frankly, it, what, what does it say about us if we don't? I, uh think this is a good transition into uh, my article that I want to share for our, our, our positivity. Bring on some positivity. I actually, I saw the, the post that this article um, was talking about. Um, you may have seen it. It's been floating around both Instagram and I've seen it on Facebook and stuff. But uh, it was an article um, on today's website. What if 2020 isn't canceled? Inspiring poem with message of change goes viral. So you've probably seen the little post, what if 2020 is the year we've been waiting for? Have you seen that full poem? I have, yes. So it was the original post was made um, by a gal on Instagram, Leslie D. Leslie Dwight is her name. And um, the poem that she wrote and posted says, what if 2020 isn't canceled? What if 2020 is the year we've been waiting for? A year so uncomfortable, so painful, so scary, so raw, that it finally forces us to grow. 
a year that screams so loud, finally awakening us from our ignorant slumber, a year we finally accept the need for change. Declare change. Work for change. Become the change. A year we finally band together instead of pushing each other further apart. 2020 isn't canceled, but rather the most important year of them all. That's deep. (laughs) I mean, I mean, you really think about it, you know, we, you know, all jokes aside, (laughs) we've been talking about like, come on 2020. And um, I just, when I read that, you know, I saw the post, I was like, okay, okay, (laughs) stop. (laughs) Let's, let's just check yourself, Amy. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But yeah, the article just goes on to talk about, you know, all the different celebrities that have, have spread this post around. Um, Oh, you've seen it everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many random things that go viral, (laughs) you know? Right. And, um, I just loved seeing this go viral because it, it helps you change your perspective so much. It, it really does. And, and honestly, like, you know, as, as I read that the first time, I, I felt like it was directly speaking to me because it's exactly what this year has been. <laughs> you know, it, it's certainly, it's been a challenge. It's been uncomfortable. But as I sit here right now, uh, I, I feel like I'm forever changed because of it. Well, the uh, article goes on to talk about the the author of the little poem. Again, her name is Leslie Dwight. And um, she shares that she was 13 years old when she learned that her father, who had passed away when she was just a newborn, had actually died of suicide. And it was that tragic revelation that kind of helped her to learn the importance of staying resilient during trying times. And I think that is a huge lesson that we can cling to. It's always about perspective. Yeah. And I love this quote in the article. She says, my writing in general is very personal to me. Uh, I think that people are feeling that lack of hope, but they need to remember it is still there. I totally understand getting to the point of depression or having a tough time just in general. It can be hard to understand the importance of these dark times in the grand scheme of things, but going through my own struggles really shaped me into the person I am today. It actually made me so much stronger and prepared me for so much and changed me as a person. And I just, I don't know. I love that. That was just like a good reminder that like what doesn't kill us makes us stronger. (laughs) It is those tough things that we go through in life that you can either let it break you or let it shape you into a better, stronger person. Yeah. It, it was just the, the right words at the absolute right time. Uh, and, and clearly, you know, it struck a chord with tons of people uh, as a shit. Cause yeah, I, I think, you know, prior to that poem and prior to the black lives matter movement continuing, um, it was all about like, let's just cancel 2020. <laughs> all the the memes, all that, like 2020 is over. I, I'm asking for a refund. <laughs> like, let's just move on to 2021. But yeah, that, that does put things in perspective. And that, that this is, this is a moment in history that we're, we're going to look back on as this, this is the moment that, you know, we finally collectively said enough and we're, we're here to change things for the better. We've been given this really rough hand. <laughs> And 
this is our opportunity to rise up together, to come together and actually create change so that when we look back on 2020, a few years in the future, we can look back and say, this is when it's where it started. This is where it started. This is when it happened. And and look at where we are now, you know? Yeah. I thought that was the, the perfect little bit of, of hope and inspiration that I needed. On point. I love it. Well, for my story of positivity and hope, uh, I'm going to take us to Buffalo, New York. Uh, and this is a story about a high school senior who you know, witnessed the aftermath of some of the looting and rioting that went down during the protests in New York. And he's decided to take it upon himself to wake up at two in the morning and begin cleaning up his neighborhood because he wanted to make sure that people would be able to commute uh, to work that day and that, you know, debris and, and, and damage wasn't in their way. So he began the cleanup he uh, he was out there for 10 straight hours, beginning at 2 in the morning, just cleaning things up. And by the time everyone else arrived, uh, they realized that there really wasn't much work left for them. <laughs> like this, this high school senior did most of the cleanup himself that didn't go unnoticed by the community. Uh, in fact, a guy who saw him on the news decided to give him an old Mustang, red Mustang of his. But little did this guy know that, you know, the mother of this high schooler, and his name is Antonio Gwynn Jr., his mother died in 2018. So, you know, it was pretty raw there. And she also drove a red Mustang. So unbeknownst to the the guy who was gifting it, uh, you know, this car meant more than he could possibly know to Antonio. And it's just one of those, like... Amazing coincidences, you know, that not not only is somebody generous enough to give a car, but it's a car that clearly is, has a lot of sentimental value and reminds the high schooler of his mom. But the story doesn't end there. He also was awarded a full scholarship to college. Uh, you know, he was just began to save up to go to college. And here, just because of his selflessness, uh, he was awarded scholarship to college. And you know, in true humble fashion, when he talked about it, he said when he set out to clean the community, he had no he had no idea that he was going to get these things. And it, and it certainly wasn't that. For him, it was just about making his mom proud of him. And that's the part that got me because, you know, I, I have family members, you know, who are, are no longer with me. And, you know, every day I, I live with the idea that I'm, I'm trying to make them proud. And, you know, kudos to that high schooler, man, because that's that's amazing. Uh, to take it upon yourself and to care about your community that deeply and completely selfless act, you know, because uh, clearly he, he didn't know he was going to get anything from it. How could he? Uh, but to spend 10 hours out there uh, cleaning up and, uh, you know, helping his community in a time of need, that was, that was pretty inspirational, to say the least. That's an amazing person right there. Somebody willing Absolutely. to do something to help out his community, not for him, but to help others. Like that's so selfless and so incredible. And I'm, it just makes me super happy to know that he was recognized for that and all of the ways that good karma came back to him. That's, 
That's awesome. Right. And that's what you love to see, man, is good things happening to good people. And it's just great. I mean, it's great to see karma, you know, at work there. Antonio Gwynn Jr., we see you, man. We appreciate you. Uh, you are one amazing individual. Kudos to you, ma'am. Yes. Yes. All right. Well, that definitely has lifted my spirits. <laughs> Those were some two great stories of positivity and hope. Uh, and it just goes to show you that no matter how bleak things can get, there's always hope there if you look for it. But before we head out, I think we both have a piece of content or media we'd like to recommend to people uh, in this time of still sheltering in place. So I'm sure people are still looking for something to engage their brain with. <laughs> so Amy, what, what do you have to suggest? Well, my pick for this week is uh, a documentary I watched on Netflix. It was per the recommendation of several friends of mine, um, but they watched it and said that it was definitely worth watching. And I 110% agree. I watched uh, 13th on Netflix. And I also believe it's on YouTube. You can watch the full, the full film on YouTube for free if you don't have Netflix. It was directed by a woman, uh, Ava DuVernay, I believe is how you pronounce her name. I just wanted to make a, a conscious effort to continue to educate myself on all things surrounding this Black Lives Matter movement, um, because I know that education, there's a lot that I don't know and don't understand. So yeah, just trying to watch as many different things and read as many different things as I can. This film looks at the American system of incarceration, specifically uh, the effect uh, it has on people of color. And it, it approaches um, all of this through the lens of the 13th Amendment, uh, which says, neither slavery nor involuntary servitude, except as a punishment for crime, whereof the party shall have been duly convicted shall exist within the United States or any place subject to their jurisdiction. And so it's this loophole, essentially, that um, is, is looked at. And um, it's eye-opening and um, it's disturbing, a disturbing reality to think about. But once you do, <laughs> the light bulbs just start going off. It was very educational for me it's obviously um not a light-hearted pick it's not a light-hearted movie that you want to watch with the kids um for sure there's um footage in there that's definitely not um child appropriate i think it has a, a an ma mature audiences rating um because some of the footage that they share is very graphic but, you know, it's, it's this reality that, you know, slavery technically ended over 150 years ago, but this loophole of the 13th Amendment kind of created a whole different other issue. Right. Well, I definitely have not caught this yet. I, I've certainly heard about it and it was on my list to watch, uh, but I think you, you've just prompted me to move it up. <laughs> to the top of the list because I, I want to take this in. I, I can appreciate that it isn't sugarcoating things, you know, that it is a hard watch. And I, 
This is definitely something that needed to have a spotlight shined on it because, again, it was one of those things that we just conveniently never talked about and just looked the other way on. I think there's definitely a place for documentaries like that. And I think a good documentary, particularly if it's on a subject that needs to be changed, that, you know, is just broken, uh, it should make you feel uncomfortable. That's what it's designed to do because change, I feel, will only come from us being uncomfortable, (laughs) uncomfortable enough Mm -hmm. to want it to stop. So that, that's a good pick. I, I like that, and uh, I look forward to watching it myself. Well, I also have a movie, not a documentary, but I believe it's available on almost every platform. I know at the time we're recording this, it's free to rent, but in the future, I'm sure it'll, you know, usually to rent, it's like a couple bucks, certainly worth your time. But I just caught the movie Just Mercy, and uh, it stars Michael B. Jordan and... Jamie Foxx. Before I get into the movie, both of those guys to just deliver Oscar-worthy performances. How no one was nominated from this film, I'll, I'll never know. Particularly Jamie Foxx. I mean, he's it's a tour de force. It's, in my opinion, a career-defining role for him. It's so good. But th- this movie, it's it's all about the injustice that can occur in our our justice system for Black people. It's based on a real story. And it's kind of nice towards the end of the film. They they show you pictures and stuff of the actual people uh, who were involved in this. And it's such a poignant story and relevant to what's going on right now. And it really makes you think uh, just how disadvantaged black people are in our legal system at times. And the scary part is it can just be based on perception, <laughs> that you're guilty because of what you look like and that that will just chill you to the bone and it makes you super uncomfortable but again it's one of those things that you have to listen take it in and understand that this is happening i i feel like if you're a white person in particular something you should watch for sure you know we talk about getting different perspectives and uh this will give you one and hopefully you walk away from it like I did and understand that what we're fighting for is just and needs to happen because it's just unacceptable. <laughs> it's just unacceptable. And, and, when, and when you realize that this is based on a true story, that makes it all the more heartbreaking. You know, this isn't fantasy. This is reality. And uh, so Just Mercy, I would highly recommend it. It's worth your time. Again, it's pretty much on every platform to stream. So Nice. Yeah, that's definitely on my list of, of things to watch. So I'm excited to hear you talk about it. Yeah, I think with that, we've uh, officially come to the end of our show this week. As always, for links to all the relevant content we talked about, you can head on over to our website, worldofhopes.com. Uh, There you can also find information on how to connect with us on Instagram. So if you have a story of hope or some positivity or some artwork you'd like to share with us, we would totally love to connect. So again, head on over to our website, worldofhopes.com. You can find all the information there. Uh, We'd love to connect with you. That's right. And remember, if we could spread love as quickly as we spread, 
hate and negativity. Imagine what an amazing world we would live in. So get out there, spread some love. We'll catch you next time. Take care.